while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Joining me uh, for the first... We got a good show ahead for you today. We got Josh Amaral. He's the Director of Housing and Community Development. He's going to be joining us at 8 o'clock to talk about Mayor Mitchell's comprehensive housing plan. So excited to talk with Josh. Um, but first, we're here with uh, New Bedford Light reporter, Will Senat. Hey, Will, how are you? Hey, Marcus. I'm good. So... You know, you, you've mostly covered, I think you've defined it as the ocean industries uh, of, of, of New Bedford. Um, right. So the, the, a lot of the port activity. And there's recent, recently been a, a pretty big shakeup over there in the port. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah. So uh, move in the last you know month, two months, is that uh, some fishing companies processing plants on the port are moving to cut their temp agencies. Okay. And it's the thing that most people are familiar with, these temp agencies, right? I mean, you, you know, they are just, it's a, it's a well-known feature of the New Bedford waterfront. Sure. Um, and it's really sending tremors through the whole business, uh, business world down there, mm-hmm. um, mainly because a lot of these businesses are staffed largely by uh, these temp agencies. Um, there's a lot to unpack about why they're doing this, but that's just the, the forefront of what's going on in, 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 the, in the workforce side of the fishing industry right now. So... What was the rationale for, um, uh, you know, Eastern Fisheries in particular uh, laid off uh, 110 workers? What was their rationale behind uh, behind doing that? So their rationale is is pretty interesting. It uh, comes in really in response to this uh, finding or, or uh, charge investigation by the National Labor Relations Board, mm-hmm. which you know investigates or um, uh, essentially the rights to of workers to organize <laughs> and fight for better pay. And it's not really what they found in the, in the ruling, uh, which is a settlement between one employee and the business. It's more how they defined how they went after investigating the businesses. And that is they uh, looked at it like the, the temp agency and Eastern Fisheries are joint employers, meaning there's no separation between the two. And that's really concerning for Eastern Fisheries because the whole reason they hire a temp agency, as they defined in their press release, is because there's a separation between the two. It's, yeah. uh, that's how that's part of the agreed structure of the contract is that these staffing agencies hire the workers and place them in the company. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, it's sort of striking to me. It, it, they want to, so it seems as though they want to have employees without having the responsibility of having employees. Essentially, it's a good way to put it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you ask the question, um, you know, why they did this, that's what they explained. They sure. said, you know, if 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 the NLRB isn't going to see a difference between us and the temp agency, why are we even hiring them in the first place? Sure. And there's a lot of you know um, possible ulterior motives to to, to why they're doing this, um, but that's how they responded initially, saying, you know, we'll just hire them ourselves. So. Um they the the workers they seem to think that this is retaliatory uh, why is that so th- this stems back quite a few years it's um really started in january of 2021 it's one one worker um and she brought charges filed with the nlrb 
that uh, the workplace um, retaliated against her directly. Those, you know, one-on-one, just Eastern Fisheries Management and her. And that's because she brought complaints to Eastern Fisheries Management about labor conditions, about these new uh, mandates to meet certain quotas. You know, you can think of it like Amazon, right, how they do that kind of thing. Um, Not sure if it's anywhere near as severe, but she was concerned about it because they're paid by the hour and they were demanding her to meet a quota. So when she raised those concerns to the managers, um, she was fired. She lost her job. The NLRB investigated and later Eastern Fisheries and the worker, uh, they reached a settlement. And that settlement said that she um, would be reinstated to her job with back pay. And that is the just the, you know, the tipping point right there, I guess you could call it. Because um, what followed is, uh, you know, when she went back to her job, this is now in uh, March or February of this year is when she actually was reinstated to her job. Um, not long after, Eastern Fisheries said, um, you know what, we're going to just cut the whole temp agency. So this, this worker, this woman who filed the original charge, she was an employee of the temp agency, BJ's service company. It's down on Herman Melville Boulevard. Sure. And uh, so it's, you know, it's, you know, it's pretty clear to see. I mean, the layout of it. She was a BJ's employee. She was ordered to be reinstated to her job. Yeah. And then they cut BJ's. I mean, she essentially lost her job after the settlement saying she would be reinstated to her job. Right. And in uh, response to that, um, all these workers, they, you know, collectively with the help of a Boston law firm called Justice at Work, um, are filing a joint, uh, another charge with the NLRB, which is currently being investigated that, the move to cut BJ's, the service company, was retaliatory. So it's a retaliation to the original retaliation. It's quite convoluted, but that's a sequence of events. So um, a lot of this, I think there's a local organization that's been trying to work with them um, and their right to organize. Um, Can you tell us more about that organization and and, and what they've been trying to do over there? Yeah, so uh, it's CCT, it's Centro Comunidad de Trabajadores. It's Mm -hmm. uh, guy who leads it, Adrian Ventura, pretty well-known labor activist in the city. Yeah. Really represents the working Central Americans of New Bedford, which house a lot of these uh, minimum wage, you know, pretty, um, you know, uh, low wage and uh, jobs in the fish houses, cutting fish, packaging fish. And these are workers that, you know, have varying shades of immigration status that could be, um, they have their green card. It could be they have absolutely no eligibility to work in the United States legally. And that's a fact, you know, and he represents these workers, um, as does the NLRB. I mean, so just understand this part of the National Labor Relations Board, they don't, they aren't concerned with immigration status. They believe that workers' rights should be guaranteed if you're, an, if you're employed, right? Yeah. And they, uh, they don't screen that when they do their, their own um, investigations. So Adrian, um, that's where he comes into the fold as he's um, well-versed in, in labor law in the United States. He's a Guatemalan immigrant himself. And he knows the law, which is sometimes a scary thing for employers. Of course. So um, a lot of people are, they, they did invite, um, they did invite uh, uh, employees to, to reapply um, directly through them. Seems there are a few applications. Um, why is that? So that's kind of at the center of this whole um, justification of retaliation. Um, essentially what it was was a game of chicken. The... Uh, the uh, Eastern Fishery said, uh, you know, you're welcome to reapply, right? These, co- these workers were formerly temp workers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the temp agencies are notoriously shady. No one knows their practices. But 
Um, the common understanding on the waterfront is that these uh, temporary agencies provide the documentation to put people in these jobs, whether they have you know the correct immigration status or not. And so when, when Eastern Fisheries cut their temp agency and offered the workers to reapply, what they're saying is, oh, this isn't retaliation. You're welcome to reapply. Whether they knew it or not, uh, the fact is that a lot of these workers told me that they are undocumented, that they do not have the eligibility to work uh, in, in a, a company, despite the fact that they have worked there already for up to seven years. Right. So, I mean, really, <laughs> I said it's a game of chicken, but it kind of makes sense, right? They're they're saying this is retaliation. You're welcome to come back, knowing full well that they can't. Right. We're speaking with Will Sinat. He's a reporter at the New Bedford Light. He's been reporting on a lot that's been going on in the waterfront, including um, Eastern Fisheries and its layoff of more than a hundred employees. Um, what haven't we covered so far in this in this uh, in, uh, scenario? Uh, well, we can just look at the fact that this is, I mean, a hundred people out of work. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, <laughs> yeah. So it's. it's one of the biggest, I mean, probably the biggest layoff in a long time uh, on on the waterfront, that is. Um, it's not the first, right? Um, Blue Harvest recently did the same thing, possibly for different reasons. Mm-hmm. We're not quite sure yet, but um, it seems to be something of a trend we're seeing right now it, it, with, with um, these fishing companies cutting their temp agencies. So uh, you talked about... Um, uh, the the workers they you said uh, in your most recent story there's 40 workers that walked marched into eastern fisheries uh with a letter uh, addressed to the company and uh what did that letter say that letter asked them um eastern fisheries uh not to um do what they said they would do which is um screen for uh use e-verify right it's a government program which mm-hmm. checks um workers authorization essentially whether they're legally allowed to work in the united states they, the letter they sent asked them not to do that. Mm-hmm. And these are employees, this is not people asking for a job, right? These are people who have already worked there for years who are asking, you know, reapplying for their old jobs, but this time being screened on their immigration status. And they're asking uh, Eastern Fisheries not to do that. You can, you know, read between the lines a little bit on, on what that means. Of course. So they, um, do we have any idea of who's being hired? Uh, to fill those 110 positions or 100 and some odd positions now? You know, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Uh, I was there at Eastern Fisheries on Monday morning when these workers showed up to deliver this, this, um, this, this uh, letter. Um, and when I spoke to one manager there who greeted the workers outside, he told me that, you know, we have hundreds of workers inside currently working. It's a, you know, this plate that this, um, that was quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, uh, this is in the business park, this Eastern Fisheries building. It's not actually on the on the waterfront. Okay. So it's a it's a big, you know, one of those corrugated steel buildings. No windows. Couldn't see right. it for myself. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's, I mean, a part of this is that there doesn't seem to be much shortage of workers. You know, when it comes to, um, you know, those willing to work for minimum wage in, in in New Bedford. And I mean, it's possible they already had the workforce. This was a small enough amount that it didn't matter. Or it's possible they hired new ones. Not quite sure. That's interesting. I mean, it'd be quite a thing, I think, to onboard, uh, especially if you're going through this, I guess, um, e-verify process. It'd be difficult to onboard that many employees all at once, Mm -hmm. I would think. So we're speaking with Will Sennott. He is a reporter at the New Bedford Light. You said uh, this is a minimum wage job? Um, Yeah, that's that's, uh, they were asking, you know, for a dollar raise um, as part of these negotiations, which would have brought them to 16 an hour. And the response was, no, actually, you can just leave, basically. That's the way it was explained to me. 
<laughs> wow. Um, okay. Uh, so 508-996-0500, actually, if you want to jump in on the conversation. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. Is there any, um, you know, the working, uh, Any was there any, you might have touched on this before, but was there any discussion on the working conditions? Of, apparently, you know, the pay is, is fairly low, I think, but was there any, was there any uh, discussion on the working conditions of, of, the, uh, of the laborers there? Yeah, so uh, there, there was quite a bit. The, um, the working conditions, um, you know, it's no secret the fish processing plants, it's a grueling job. It's a hard job. Mm-hmm. Um, generations of immigrants on the New Bedford waterfront have gone through it, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's, um, yeah, in this letter uh, dating back to 2021, um, they uh, were saying that, yeah, they don't want to meet these these quotas, you know, when they're paid by the hour. We want to be paid, if we're paid by the hour, we're going to work by the hour. Right. Um, there's also, uh, you know, some allegations of sexual assault. Um, you know, that, honestly, it was really? unclear, it was honestly unclear. Um, and I, you know, I'm not really sure uh, where that lies. Um, and there was also um, uh, just a general safety concerns. You know, that's yeah. the fact that a lot of these workers, um, they might get instructions in Spanish, but a lot of these workers are, are uh, Mayan, Guatemalan, um, and they Maya speak in Mayaquiche. They yeah. speak their own language. And Spanish was actually a second language for them. So when it comes to safety conditions, yeah. they're concerned that they might not, something might get lost in translation. And they're asking for everything to be translated um, in all three languages, English, Spanish, and Quiche. Uh, yeah, my, I had a, um, I had a client uh, when I was, when I was, wor- um, when I was a defense attorney, I had a client that actually uh, was, same thing, my Quiche was the first language, Spanish was the second, uh, it was, that type of translation is fairly difficult to get. Uh, it's getting, very difficult. Yeah, there was one, <laughs> I think the, 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 the translator was the one translator in, throughout the entire Commonwealth. So mm. that, that person was difficult to, uh, to, uh, to, to pin yeah, down. It doesn't help that it's only a spoken language. It's, it's technically a, not a, a, a um, language that has any transcribed alphabet or anything. That's it's a, fascinating. It's a, it, you can you know, translate it into English and you know, write it in English just phonetically. But um, yeah, it's a, verbal, it's a verbal language only. So it makes wow. it a lot, a lot more difficult. <laughs> That's really interesting. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that. So how would they? I guess you know. I guess that'd be a, a problem for them. I don't know how. How would they transcribe those? Yeah, yeah. and I've seen. I've seen letters you know, written in Quiche before. It's yeah. um, a lot of apostrophes, a lot of K's. Um, can't make out much more than that, honestly. But um, it's possible, and but it's difficult. That's for sure. How do you people? To, to people who speak Maya Quiche. I'm not trying. Can they? Can they read? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> if it's not a written language and it's their first language, it's a, it's a it's an interesting. It's a, it's probably an, a, a different discussion. They must um, be able to. I mean, a lot of them wrote this letter. I mean, I think they sure. are fairly literate, right? Um, it's just it's a second language. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. And they a lot of them signed this letter. You know, meaning they can they can write. And they can, write yeah, names, they could. Okay, um, I understand. There's no question that it's uh, you know they're at a significant disadvantage when it comes to. Um, not just making it in 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 the United States, but uh, yeah. just something as simple as safety in the workplace. You know, right. I mean, imagine someone gives you an industrial fish cutter and tells you how to go about it in quiche. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't know what I'm doing. Yeah, that's a good point. So we're speaking with Will Senat. Um, we're actually going to take a quick break, and we will be back. This is South Coast tonight, and uh, I'm Marcus Farrow here on 1420. 99.5 uh, WBSM, so stay tuned.
Night. Hey, welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Uh, I'm here with Will Senant. He's a reporter at the New Bedford Light. We're talking about the Eastern Fisheries uh, uh, layoff of 110 uh, workers uh, that were hired by a temp agency. Um, we're also taking your calls if you want to join in the conversation at 508 996 That's how you can join us. Let's actually go to the phones. Good evening. You're live. Good afternoon, fellas. Uh, it's an interesting topic that um, has a lot of ramifications, I mean, within um, New Bedford. But what I don't understand is how can the fish house be forced into an agreement that makes them hire what are essentially, and I'm guessing, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine the issue is illegal aliens. How can they be forced to hire those folks if it's against the law? a good question it is that is a good question and i mean i think it's important to understand that um no you know a lot of these people have worked there for for years you know this isn't yeah. like new employees coming to the company um and no one's forcing them to not use the temp agencies where they you know any company can turn a blind eye to who exactly is holding these jobs um i think that was the benefit they were looking for with the with the hiring but not it, it stands to reason i think that not all of them were undocumented workers no right? no no i mean out of the if out of the 110 who um lost you know were employed through bj's and lost their jobs um i think only 11 is the number who got their jobs back meaning they okay. would have cleared the e-verify process so yeah. um 45 yeah. went so to another workplace and 40 are saying you know we're not uh we're not going to come back if you are going to verify our, our our immigration status um okay it, to me, it just, that just seems odd that you can say to a legal American employer, you have to hire those people back. I mean, it's yeah. just, uh, that, that seems odd. But um, to me, this really goes back 30 or 40 years ago when mm. um, politicians turned a blind eye. Oh, damn it. You, you, <sighs> Man, I was looking forward to what he was saying. Son of a... You got to call back. I'm yeah, so sorry. call back. Well, I think what he's hello. Is- hello. Hi. Hey, uh, one second. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> well, I think what he was getting at, what we well, tried to get well, him back on, was uh, the fact um, that, uh, uh, listen, listen. Here's the deal. I got it. We got we got this old phone here because the other <laughs> one died. So I hung, up on, guy, I hung up on a I hung up. I hung. I hung up on 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 a caller that was. I think making some good points and was continuing to do so, and I didn't mean to do that. So if you'd like to call back, please do, and we will we will take your call. Uh, but I believe I got a call on the line. H- Hello, sir. How are you? Good. I, would you like me to call back? I mean, is that no, no? You can talk now. You're on the line, so okay. Yeah, I just wanted to chime in about the whole, you know, the yeah, the eastern fisheries and stuff. And I have to say, because you know, I've worked in the field personally, you know, mm. on the waterfront. Um, you know, I don't think that I should disclose the company that I worked for, you know, on the air, but, Go for it. you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to say that, you know, it, it goes, this whole thing is going on everywhere. You know, you mean like um, the, 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 this whole thing, meaning what? As far as, you know, hiring, um, you know, the company is hiring a vehicle immigrants. Yeah. I mean, it's, um. I don't think you can ask. I mean, it's a pretty open secret here in yeah. in, uh, in New yeah. Bedford that there's you know the, undocumented workers working the fish exactly. houses. Exactly. In fact, it, it okay. seems as though the, the industry it may be relied upon. Uh, yeah, look that's, at I, the I, thing is that, you know I lost my job. 
to somebody who they could pay yeah. much cheaper. So did, did you were you part of the union? Me. Were you part of the the uh, the the fish processors union back in the? No, in the I 80s? was not. No, okay, not at the time. I was. I mean, I, I I'll, I'll be right out there in Philadelphia. I worked for Nortel. Ah, I was higher management. You know, and when they found somebody to replace me with much, you know. Obviously, they could pay somebody, you know, fifteen dollars an hour to do what I was doing, and cut my, you know, cut my salary, mm. and then fire me right off the bat. No word. Yeah. What years did you work there? When, when, when did you last work there? Um, I worked there from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one. Oh wow! Recently. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it still goes on. You yeah. know, I mean, there was a, a, a huge. There was a lawsuit. Uh, regarding you know sexual harassment with that company. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Wow. Uh, did, 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 do we know the results of that lawsuit? I, I haven't heard about it. Yeah. Do you? No, I know you probably didn't hear about it because it's all hush hush. Right. They wanted to keep it quiet. Yeah. They don't want anybody to worry about that. I mean, it, but it goes on everywhere. It's not just Eastern Fisheries. Of course not. not yeah. You know, it, it, I mean, I, I go all, all I go the. Far to say it's not just you know the fishing houses in New Bedford. I mean, you look at the uh, farm worker, you know, uh, uh, meat processing plants out in in the West. You look at you know restaurants, the back of house jobs, the kitchens. I yeah. mean, it's a, it's a exactly. it really does feel like a big part of the American economy is based on on these on these kind of jobs. Agreed, absolutely. It's so, you know the way they the way they treat people. You know, I mean, whether they're you know undocumented or not. They treat everybody like that. It's just not the undocumented. I just had to put that out there. Sir, I appreciate your perspective. Thank you for the call. All right. Have a good night, sir. You as well. Um, so 508-996-0500. We've got some calls on the line. Let's get to them if I can competently uh, put <laughs> them on the air. Good evening. Hi, Matthias. How are you tonight? Hey, how's it going? All right, then. Hey, what, what do you think precipitated this um a raid, or if you were going to call it a raid down on the waterfront. I would call it a culling. Call it, it's definitely, it's definitely <laughs> culling, not a raid. Yeah, I wouldn't culling, call it a raid. Yeah. Like, like, a, like, a lot, like a lobster business culling? Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. It was, uh, that, that, that. I love it. Yeah, I mean, so what, yeah, what that's, that's, it's a good question what precipitated it. I mean, really, you know, there's a few th- people, different companies are saying different things. You know, for recent fisheries, they're saying it's this precedent, which means um, they can be tried or uh, investigated uh, like there's no separation between temp agency and company, which is the whole reason they contract with these temp agencies in the first place is to create a firewall between these two. You know, the temp agencies and a largely undocumented workforce, and the company and its on the books you know practices. Um, when it comes to uh, Blue Harvest, which recently did the same and cut their temp agency, it's a bit of a different story. They're talking about restructuring. Um, they're talking about you know just focusing on the fishing side of the fishing industry and not the processing packaging side of the fishing industry. Um, but who knows? I mean, Eastern Fisheries did this first. Blue Harvest did it soon after. It could have been ripples of the same kind of fear that this um, you know this is this is going to um, this precedent set in the NLRB uh, could put these companies at at some at some risk. Oh sure, and I, I don't think it's going to be precedent because I'll tell you why because. 
what happened after Bianco down in the South End, mm. which is not a, a fishery, fishery company, and for all that time went before, you know, it, hold on, all, all, all of you, all of the city council, the mayor, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> all the government uh, agencies have been complicit with all of this, and they don't give a shit. You know, and that's that's all I that's all I see, and and it's it's so obvious, you know, and it, it's cra- it's it's it, I, that's all I gotta say. Appreciate the call, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you, Marcus. Have a good day. You as well. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Hello. Good evening, Will. Hey. Greetings from Washington. You've asked me to call. So here I am. Bob. Greetings. It's good to hear from you. Um, I, I, I don't think there's a link between Blue Harvest and Eastern. Um, this is Bob Vanas with um, Saving Seafood and Stillbook Communications down in D.C. Um, we for for any listeners, of, Bob uh, is, is a well-versed expert on all things fishing industry here in New Bedford, Massachusetts. He's from I, New Bedford, I, I and a, he, he knows the fishing industry very well. I, I used to have a radio show with Phil Paleologus That's right. on this very station. Um. I think they're very separate things. Um, Blue Harvest purchased uh, with, in, in, you know, working with the government, working with NOAA, they purchased the Carlos Rafael vessels and mm. permits, and they've been fishing them for a couple of years, and they got to a point where they realized that a significant investment was needed to upgrade the hardware of the uh, Rafael vessels to make them efficient and productive in the ground fish industry. With you know, I'm not disparaging. Carlos's faults are well documented, and we served his time for them. Tried in court. I'm not suggesting that, but but what he did as an immigrant coming to the United States with a few um, escudos in his pocket and converting them to a few dollars and building an empire is impressive. What he did later is a matter of public record. Um, yeah. the, working with the government, uh, Blue Harvest purchased these vessels and they started fishing them and they have done that successfully and they're still fishing them but they've determined that they want to uh that they want to upgrade the fleet that they need to upgrade the fleet to make it more successful and they will be launching uh the newest vessel built in the industry this week um, and we'll be putting some information out about that when it returns to port next week we expect it to be going out on friday uh, that, that's great um, news, Bob. Bob, can I ask why, why you're here? So, Eastern Fisheries laid off these workers. Is, that was, you know, in, or they put out the notice in February. Um, right. Blue Harvest put out the notice uh, about a month and a half later. Yeah, so they're, was they're, there was there any was there any like did Blue Harvest here? Uh, was Blue, I mean, Blue, Blue Harvest had nothing to do with it had nothing to do with with uh, the NLRB um, determination on regarding temporary. So so uh, so what do, what do you think about this NLRB determination? Uh, you know, pairing the you know the the temp agencies to the uh, the fish process, I, the companies. I, what do you think about I, it? I I think that um, there are two ways that it is legal to vet employees. You can do it on paper, and they can come to your door and say, "I'm a legal person. Here are my here's my paperwork," and you can take the paper and process it and file it, or you can use eVerify, the electronic system that checks to make sure that people are legal. Um, Eastern Fisheries in 2012 made a determination to move to the electronic system 
So they have for over a decade been verifying all of their direct employees by the electronic system run by the Department of Homeland Security. When the National Labor Relations Board said we are going to continue because of a complaint made by someone who is now going out and talking to you, Will, and saying I'm not legal, um, that person filed an NLRB complaint, and the NLRB said, we're, we're going to look at the way that you handle your employees. And we think that because these people come to work in your facility and you tell them what to do, we consider you a joint employer. So they then looked at it from a legal perspective and said, well, if we're a joint employer and we're responsible for these people and we're responsible about everything about our relationship with them as an employee, that means that we have to be responsible for it. So it doesn't make any sense any longer to use an agency because there's no longer, we can no longer outsource our human resources obligation. That's kind of what was going on here. Um, you know, people were outsourcing, these companies were outsourcing their human resources obligation to the agency. And what, what, that, I mean, what, what, how do you, you know, pair this with, you know, these workers who are saying that they've worked with this company for years, you know, some as long as seven years, saying they that didn't. they're undocumented, and now they're asking for their but jobs they back. They didn't. They didn't work for that company, right? They worked for a company that employed them and essentially sent them as a guest worker to another facility. Mm -hmm. I know what you're saying. I mean, it, it, it sounds sort of ridiculous, right? But, right. I mean, there are many ways that you can employ people under U.S. law, so right, for, you know, rightly or wrongly, it, it is totally a legal way of employing people. Um, when I first started my company, we leased our employees from an agency that American Express, you know, the credit card company, ran because it was easier because of all of the complexity associated with running an HR department. When you start a company, you know, we now have a, you know, a number of employees, but when I started it, it was just a few of us. It was easier to use the American Express system and have them employ the employees, and then you lose them back. That sounds crazy. You know what? I think it kind of is crazy, but <laughs> that is the way American employment systems work. So um, what was happening here is that several agencies were set up in, you know, in the region, and they would employ the people. So when these people say, I've been working for the company for these years, they actually weren't technically. They were working at the company, but not for the company. So once yeah. the NLRB said, you know, there's no distinction, we're making a determination here that there's no distinction between what, between the, the two, the, the technical employer and the place where they work, the place that they work for and the worst place that they work at, it became legally no longer sensible for the company to continue that arrangement. So they said, look, you know, come work for us. Yeah. And because they switched from paper documentation to electronic documentation for 13 years ago, um, no, 11 years ago, yeah. um, they had no choice but, but to use that electronic system. I sent this to you the other day, Will. I mean, it, it, it's a matter of, you know, it's, it's the way it is. But So, go ahead. Bob, I, I I do appreciate your perspective on this. I, I gotta I gotta hit a break, unfortunately, but um, sure. I'd appreciate if you if you uh, if you if you called in more. Thanks yeah. thanks for yeah, thanks, thanks for calling, Bob. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate okay. it. So we gotta take this break. We will be right back. We see some calls on the line. Just stay stay on hold, and we'll be back at the other other end of this break. Fourteen twenty WBSM is now also on ninety nine point five FM. WBSM isn't just a broadcast; it's also a podcast. 
Get all of our podcasts at WBSM.com, the WBSM app, or just search WBSM on your favorite podcast provider. Will Senat from the Bedford Light is 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 causing quite a buzz here on South Coast tonight. We've got some calls. We're gonna go back. Uh, we're gonna go back to the phones. Good evening. Hello. Good evening, Marcus. Hey, how's it going? Uh, good evening, uh, Will. Good evening. You're doing a great job. Thanks, you know, uh, uh, I was listening to Town Square Media with Jim Phillips. Town Square Sunday. And he talked, yeah. And he does a great job. And he, he was interviewing Elena De Silva Hughes of the. She's the mm-hmm. president and CEO I, yeah. of the Immigration Assistance Center. Yep. She was saying migrants are coming every day to the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, the mayor and the city council doesn't know that uh, these that they're coming here. Yeah. Would, All of these illegals. I mean, I think I think everyone knows. I mean, that's part of what the story's about. And, and I don't I don't know if um, when when uh, when Helena said that uh, migrants are coming to the city. I don't think she explicitly said um, undocumented migrants. I think everybody assumes a migrant. They they not everybody. Some people hear migrant and they and they think illegal immigrants, but mm. they could just be migrants, people who have migrated here under well, legal you know, channels. What I'm, what I'm saying, Marcus, is and she didn't specify. But, uh, I mean, uh, the, this B.J. Temp Agency, that uh, I think was in your write-up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know when, when Michael Bianco, when they had that raid, there was uh, some kind of, uh, somebody was putting out fake IDs and names and false paperwork. Is B.J. Temp Agency involved in that type of thing? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, you can't you know speculate that, that deeply. It's very, it's... Um quite obscure what goes on at, at the temp agencies i would love to know more um but it's it's kind of a firewall that's why they you know why they're hired it's because it's a you know no one really knows <laughs> how they Let do me their, just, their, their can job. i just say one thing will yeah uh you know many think that well you know in the state these companies are protected you know the state laws but this is a federal violation state laws do not protect uh companies that violate federal law they can be prosecuted to the letter of the law. Certainly. But what, what, what federal law does protect, no matter your immigration status, whether you're documented, undocumented, um, or have a green card or anything, is that your, your rights to organize in the workplace and fight for better labor conditions, no matter the pretenses of which you were hired, um, those are protected by the NLRB. And that's a really important part of this whole story. Yeah, because, you know, companies, especially, uh, you know, uh, farmers, uh, they hire uh, workers on work visas uh, to, you know, go out there and hire hands. Why did Eastern Fisheries not do that instead of uh, instead of uh, workers on visas? Uh, they're doing this. They're uh, subverting the law. Uh, I'm not sure. Hey, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Have a, have a good, good evening. Thank you. Um, so I think, I mean, it's an important thing to bring, like, context to bring to this whole story is that you know, I, th- I think a lot of callers are, are kind of, um, you know, blaming the uh, politicians for, you know, this or, or blaming, uh, you know, the immigrants <laughs> for look, coming and looking for better opportunities. Immigrants are a, a soft target for right. a lot of criticism. Like generations, like, like my ancestors got here, like your ancestors got here, um, coming mm-hmm. and doing grueling jobs and working hard. And that's really not what the story is about. I but mean, they the story... did it legally, Will. <laughs> right. They I did mean, it legally. I think if everyone had to come here <laughs> legally, we'd have about 12 people in this country. <laughs> yeah, whoever I, came I, on. I know. Um, not including the Mayflower, right? So yeah. uh, w- when when we think about the story, I mean, it's about th- these, yeah, you know, immigrant workers 
But it's not about them taking people's jobs. It's about them organizing the workplace. A really kind of historic moment where these workers yeah. are not just saying we're desperate looking for jobs. But no, we're fighting back. and We're looking for better labor conditions and better pay. And we're not just going to do this minimum wage, menial, expendable labor. We want more than that. And that's exactly what the, um, the Portuguese did when, when they were, you know, were immigrants and worked here and worked hard, built empires, you know, uh, Eastern fisheries. I think it's important to say, Roy Enixon, he's an immigrant himself. He came from Norway. He worked hard. He built a whole, you know, one of the biggest fishing companies in America, certainly, but possibly in the world when it comes to scallops. Sure. And that's, I mean, true American dream stuff, right, that he did as an immigrant in this country. And there's a ton of respect for that, right? And um, I think that's important context to bring to the story. 508-996-0500. See some calls on the line. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. <clears throat> hey, welcome back to the show. We're here with New Bedford Light reporter Will Senout. We're taking your calls. Good evening. Hey, good morning, Marcus. Oh, good, good morning. Good, good evening. Morning for some people, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. So is it fair to say that the um, using a temp agency is basically just a cutout? So you use an LLC and the employer says, well, we... We did our due diligence. We vetted everybody through uh, an employment agency, so we don't have to worry about the the, the IC forms. Yeah, that's a pretty apt description. I mean, it's um, it's kind of a black box, right? I mean, it's it's a firewall. Isn't that why it happened? And it wasn't just a fishing industry. There was um, I can't remember the name of the company up in the in the north end there that you know said we we changed. Now we're using a, or they either they fired the temp agency or they started another one. Like, it's kind of a game. It's, Eastern it's, Fisheries? No, no, no. Oh. Um, I can't. I'm. I'm I want. I don't want to say the wrong name. It was a company up, a, a famous company up in the North End. They weren't involved in the fishing industry. Uh, no. and, and I, I, I don't remember. Go ahead. And, well, well, I was just going to say though. So, the idea basically is, you know, the, the it's a use of a cutout. It, and it's happened. I think that's what Donald Trump is being charged with for uh, using Michael Cohen as a cutout. Um, Hillary Clinton never got charged for using Perkins Coey as a cutout. All it's right, way, all way, right. No, but it's a way. It's a way. It, well, no, but it's uh, without getting into all that. It's a way to avoid liability and break the law. Sure. That's my. I I, that's I, my I actually points. I actually agree, and I think they were fairly explicit about that. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Thanks. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. So I feel like all the different issues that we're coming across all come back to the same fact. When people come here and they're not documented, they are vulnerable. Then the companies that hire them are also vulnerable. But I, I guess what I'm understanding is there's a federal agency that's looking into this at this particular company? Yeah, the National Labor Relations Board. They, you know, they're, they're not concerned with immigration status. That's just part of their mandate. They only enforce labor law, and that is the right to collectively organize and fight for better pay in a workplace. So, you know, really it doesn't relate to immigration uh, status in a lot of ways when it comes to the federal agency looking into it. Um, but it certainly does, you know, for the, for the workers and their um, vulnerability. Um, and, you know, it's hard to even say that they're um, – I won't even say that they're – you know, they wouldn't describe themselves as vulnerable. I mean, these are people who are – taking it on themselves to be outspoken and say, you know, we uh, deserve more. We work very hard and we deserve more than this. You know, um, it's a it's a labor dispute. And it's 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 the reason it's important is because it's uh, really one of the you know first ones where these, uh, you know, largely immigrant workforce is 
um, directly, you know, organizing and uh, forming this kind of early nascent form of what might one day be a union. And, um, you know, there won't be the first immigrant group to do that in New Bedford, going back to the, you know, the Portuguese or the Norwegians or French Canadians. Um, but it's the re- most recent iteration. So when you... Uh, right, and they should have the right to, to you know, to, to get their voices heard and, and have their issues addressed. But I feel like all, all different issues come back to the fact that, like you guys even joked, you know, there's only a handful of people that were maybe natively born here. And it doesn't seem like it matters who who the administration is. We never seem to get... I mean, Amer- America, the U.S. workforce is desperate for workers. That's a big part of this, you know? I mean, right, you try to, find, why, try, to find, try to staff a fish house. Yeah, you know, we're running at the end of the hour. We, we but my it. bottom line is they're not fixing the immigration system so that it doesn't, so that it runs more smoothly for everyone involved. All right, thanks Maybe. for the thanks for the call. Sorry, we gotta. I'm gonna hold you. See. Uh